the one thing I would say is that if you're somebody listening to this and the words open innovation are alien to you, I will guarantee that you've seen it in action. You might not have heard of it, but you've seen it. It's all around us at the moment, whether we understand the term or not. Hello and welcome to this One Take podcast from Axia Origin. In this episode, we'll be talking about open innovation. We'll explain what open innovation means. We'll explore why it's relevant and in particular, why it's important during a global pandemic. And we'll share some best practice advice outlining three key things businesses should consider when approaching the topic. I'm joined by my colleagues, Tim and Marios, both of whom are incredibly passionate and knowledgeable about the subject. We hope you enjoy. Can you start with some acronym busting for us? For those that have heard the terms, you know, open innovation, open data, um, hackathons, maybe um, the power of the crowd. Can you just take us through what they actually mean and why they're relevant to the discussion? Yeah, sure. Um, so open innovation, like you say, I think is one of those terms that um, a lot of people would have heard before, but not necessarily understand it. It can get quite confusing because there's a lot of synonyms for it. There's a lot of similar terms. There's kind of some subsets of it. So when we talk about open innovation, it's, it's very similar to crowdsourcing, for example. Say if you're crowdsourcing for ideas, that's a form of open innovation. Open source Again, you will hear a lot, and that's kind of a form of open innovation. But open innovation is really about taking your internal innovation processes and ideas kind of thing and trying to see if you can make them external. Um, so in a nutshell, it's, it really helps you mitigate anything that you do internally by making it more external is, is the idea of open innovation. And as we kind of go into more detail about explaining what open innovation is and as we kind of go through this podcast, I guess, We'll kind of talk more about it, but um, the different types, um, what each of those means, we can go into. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I would add to that, Tim, you know, just some of the other ones you mentioned there. Open data is, um, is very much along similar lines to open innovation. It's very much connected to what open innovation is and is, is an en enabler of open innovation. But open data is really just referring to data sources that, have been made public, that have been released by organizations, by institutions, by companies for public use and just really kind of democratizing data. We see it more and more in the news. We see it more and more in the, in the business world. There's been a really strong push in recent months and years to really democratize data uh, as, as an enabler of information and knowledge. And so, yeah, that's just a little bit of a little bit of acronym busting. And it's important. It's really important in this time in particular, because, of course, we're in the midst of a global crisis and we're seeing the need to really draw upon the power of the crowd, as you mentioned, Nev, and just like almost almost draw upon all of the world's resources at once in one of the greatest attempts to solve uh, a global problem that that we've seen. Cool. So I, I think what we've done three of four that you've asked for now. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and. 
Okay, so I feel a little bit more educated now. Thanks very much for that. Um, Marios, you touched briefly um, in your explanation as to why open innovation is relevant now. Um, do you think you guys could expand on that a little bit and sort of talk about what the impact of COVID-19 could mean for open innovation? Yeah, of course, Nev. So as I said earlier, open innovation uh, and, you know, in general, this kind of push towards crowdsourcing and drawing upon all the resources of, of all of the, the intelligentsia scientists, mathematicians to try and solve this problem, it's, it's really crucial at this stage. And the one thing I would say is that, you know, if you're somebody listening to this who's just not really part of the data analytics world and the word the words open innovation are alien to you i will guarantee that you've seen it in action you might not have heard of it but you've seen it whether that is via your kids taking part in uh you know joe wick's pe lessons online or whether it's because you've um, taken part in like gareth malone's zoom calls to to try and get the nation to enjoy communal singing and choir singing, or whether it's because actually, you know, maybe you are part of um, the science and, and mathematics community, and maybe you're somebody who's working or, or you're, you have an interest in Formula One, and you know that Formula One organizations and car manufacturers are actually joining the core to arms to manufacture ventilators and breathing equipment within um, Project Pit Lane. So it's, it's just to share that it's all around us at the moment, whether we understand the term or not. We're actually at an interesting period now where we have an opportunity to capitalize on the necessity of the situation. And in the past, doing these things might have taken a huge amount of effort and resource but now it's born out of necessity. We really need to strive towards bringing in the voices of diverse range of individuals, institutions, and bodies, whereas previously there might have not been an immediate need to do so. And I just think it's really fascinating that that cultural change is, is born out of this necessity, but it's an opportunity to be capitalized upon and for there to be some actual best practice uh, lessons learned from this and, and best practice ways of doing this that are incorporated into how every business or every organization interacts with with open innovation. Okay, so can you give us a, a few more examples of what we can learn from open innovation best practice at this time? Yeah, so I think... Um, as, as Marius mentioned before, there's there's all these efforts that are happening in the community. Um, people are are really kind of coming together and helping each other, solving specific problems as well, um, such as like schooling. You've got stuff like people using Khan Academy. How do you use these all these different tools like Google Hangouts, Google you know Google Chat to to really bring the classroom home, I guess. Um, but one of the things we talk about when we try to solve problems using open innovation is about setting the right incentives. How do you incentivize people to take part? And this is probably less of a problem actually in this current situation, um, but something that you really have to get right in open innovation generally. So 
some of the mechanisms that are typically used, for example, in competitions is prizes, right? So for a hackathon, you might, um, you know, you have, you have a prize given out or on casual competitions, for example, which is a popular data science open innovation platform. Um, it's, it's very much kind of cash, cash incentive. So it could be 50 grand. Um, if you come first and you come out with the most efficient and effective algorithm, for example, I think with the current situation now, because it is such a community and people want to help, we have this intrinsic incentive for people to take part and people are really doing their best. So it's probably not the most important now, but it really lends itself to getting all the other bits right as well. So stuff like how do you coordinate all these efforts to make sure that everyone's doing the right thing, being the most effective that they can be is, is really the really important part now and kind of trying to put this, I guess not get this platform together for people to take part um, is something that we really have to get right, whether that's the business themselves self-organizing um, or whether that's maybe the role for central and local governments to really uh, to really put together so there's a mechanism for people to feed in all their ideas or their solutions. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the really important part of this is how you channel all that energy and all the all the efforts that is around at the moment in, into it being productive and effective. Yeah, I would, uh, I would fully agree there, Tim. And I would say in addition to the, the two important points you just mentioned there, I would say that it's really important for organizations and kind of business leaders in this area to really think through what it is they're trying to get out of open innovation and drawing upon the crowd because they need to pick the right solution and ensure that the solution that they pick actually matches and maps to what they really need to get out of it. We've talked, um, you know, we've mentioned actually at the beginning of this podcast, the word hackathons. And a lot of the time, well, hackathons comes first to mind when they think about crowdsourcing and crowdsourcing for problem solving. But hackathons are really just one type of solution and they aren't always the right one. And actually, hackathons are often very celebrated in kind of business communities and sure, for good reason, because they really do help to open up a problem and open up problem solving for an organization which might have been running a bit dry on ideas and running dry on some on some help for their problem solving. But it's not always the right solution because actually a hackathon is not necessarily the best way for an organization to land on a conclusive answer to a conclusive and specific problem. It very much depends on two variables, um, which I would say are important to consider. One is, you know, how open as an organization are you in the problem that you need to solve? Is it something that is very individual and very relevant purely to your own business? Or is it something which is more relevant to a range of businesses and a, and a range of communities or a global phenomenon such as we're experiencing now? The second variable I would say is how closed and how insular is the expertise that is being 
uh, requested and how, you know, on the flip side about how distributed can the expertise be? Those two questions, I think, are important guiding lights to finding the correct solution to an open innovation problem. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right, Marios. I think you need to really understand where the problem you solve sits. So if if we kind of look at this as, as that kind of two by two, which you explained, um, and the bottom left being you can't be open and the expertise are very narrow, then, you know, there is a place for doing things internally. You know, that there are some privacy issues that mean you can't open up the data, for example, to, to a community for a community to solve. Um, if you can be a little bit open, but the expertise is still quite narrow, so that kind of top left, you 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 might want to create a consortium of similar companies, so you do have a little bit of distributed um, knowledge that you're gaining from, but you know you're still working within uh, potentially an industry, for example. But the open innovation. Um, power i guess and the value of open innovation is is really like we said in the crowd so if those expertise are distributed and so we start looking on the right side of that matrix at the bottom if you can't be too open you can run a competition and you can limit what you're releasing into the community um, to help solve the problem but the ideal is always going to be try to make it into a community that kind of top right of let's be really open and draw kind of expertise from across the world um, from across different um, you know different professions and for people to choose to take part in that because you never know where those overlaps in knowledge might be um, we've you know if you might be trying to um, analyze a sound signal for your acoustic loggers um, and someone who works within trading um, you know trading stocks and shares and using those algorithms might apply some of their knowledge to that to clean out noise for example Similarly, a music producer might do the same thing. Um, and I think the challenge for businesses is really trying to challenge yourself to be top right as possible. Try to be try to be as open as possible and try to open up, you know, those expertise that you require as much as possible. So it's very easy to kind of go, oh, we want to do it in-house because of privacy reasons, for example. But how can you how can you challenge yourself to be more open? Fully agree, Tim. And just reflecting on some of the discussion we've had earlier about the coronavirus situation, I think what we're seeing within some of the news stories and with some of the open innovation problem solving that's taking place is currently more the top right of that uh, of that matrix, as we discussed it, which is kind of community based, drawing upon the full breadth of resources, whether that's Formula One organizations who are well-meaning and, and want to help even though it's not in their primary area of uh, of work or whether it's Dyson which is also doing the same and supporting with ventilator R&D and production um, so yeah that's one real life example of what we're seeing which is very much community oriented but of course the solution depends on your need and the outcome you're looking for at all times. So we've talked about what open innovation is. We've talked about why it's relevant. And you've both just outlined what we can learn from open innovation, how we can best apply it, and what we're starting to see in terms of 
trends in businesses, local communities and the economy more broadly um, due to the impact of of COVID-19. I guess my last question is if you could look back from a year's time, so if it was April 2021 and you were looking back, what one thing would you want to see for the topic of open innovation? Yeah, very good question. Um, I think for me, I'm hoping that this is a catalyst for open innovation and people not being afraid to to share and to be open. And for for this, yeah, for this kind of difficult period to to become that, actually, yeah, we we can just all work together, um, and we don't have to be so secretive as organisations. Um, we can. We can solve things as a community. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. And yeah, I can only echo what Tim just shared there. Uh, again, it kind of reminds me of that that phrase that innovation has been born out of necessity. Hopefully, there are some really positive learnings we can take about how you can not only work remotely from a day-to-day BAU perspective. We've heard a lot about that, about how people are finding it interesting working remotely and how they might want to incorporate that more in their daily life, but also about how once we do return to some kind of normality, we just continue to harness the positive lessons here about sharing data, sharing expertise, sharing knowledge freely, um, and indeed for a common good, even beyond coronavirus, even even once we do find the vaccine for this, as a as a planet, we are not by any means in uh, in in a period where we can start relaxing. There's a lot of work which needs to happen to mitigate the effects of climate change, to reverse the effects of climate change, to support gender equality and equality of all people, and really things related to the United Nations SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, and there should be some really key learnings from this time about how we use open innovation, how we harness that power to solve those major problems, which will be and are hugely important. So hopefully this discussion has helped give you a better understanding about the topic of open innovation. And you can see why we at Axia Origin think it's such an exciting area. It offers the potential for global collaboration to tackle some of the world's biggest problems, as we've already seen businesses start to do in response to COVID-19. You can learn more by visiting our website, axiaorigin.com. And if this podcast has inspired you to think differently about how to solve problems in your business, why don't you apply some of the principles of open innovation and post your challenge in the comments section? We'd love to open up a conversation about how we or others could help. Thanks very much for listening. Take care.